0: This is a bonus episode of the Not A Paid Sponsor Podcast. I am your host, Anthony Season Saul Hernandez. Today, I am releasing the first part of a two-part interview with Cormac Wyatt. For those of you guys who don't know, he is also known as Imperium. He's a Vainglory shoutcaster, also recently now dabbling in the PUBG Mobile esports scene. A shoutcaster for the prestige PUBG Mobile tournament sponsored by Omelette Arcade. Uh, we sit down, we talk about his experiences between Vainglory, PUBG, his thoughts on Battle Royale games as a whole, as well as Armaget, which is a new game that uh, he's been working on. So I hope you guys enjoy this interview as much as I enjoyed interviewing him. You guys are listening to the Not A Paid Sponsor Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, we are here with a very special guest, Cormac Wyatt, also known as Imperium. He is a streamer. He is the community manager for Celsior Esports. He also works with Vainglory, PUBG Mobile, and recently Armajet. How are you, man?
1: I'm good. I'm good, season. So it, it's kind of weird for somebody within the Vainglory community to call me by my real name, but... um. It, it, it's cool to, to get that out there and, and give people, you know, an idea of outside of the Imperium, so to speak. But I, it's, it's a pleasure to be here, man.
0: I'm super happy to have you, man. Um, you know, obviously, I said, you're, you're kind of a specialist in the mobile gaming uh, community. Yeah. You know, you shoutcast uh, events. I know recently you shoutcasted the Ace, um, the Ace Gaming Tour. For those of you guys who don't know, Ace is a team from Korea they arranged several matches with some of the top uh teams here in North America uh North American re- uh, excuse me Team Ferox I say North American rejects but they are now known as uh Team Ferox going into the VPL uh, yeah. um Daria I think it was Daria Jenners and Hammers
1: Yep Jones and hammers.
0: Now, what was it like working with the uh, the Korean organization to bring this uh, this tour? Because this is like kind of the first thing I've seen. This is the first time that I've seen kind of like a little, you know, like a promo tour where they had like they basically had scrims. You know, they they were they were doing like open scrims for the world to see.
1: Yeah, it, it it's it's first of all, it was amazing to do a shout casting that was. Different to a normal type of shoutcasting, for example, the way it went down, if people didn't know, was that the games had already been recorded and then what happened was the nominee uh, and I want to thank him personally for the opportunity as well as Sylvia who also kind of recommended me to do the casting with him as well as Sule from Ace Gaming. But yeah, all that happened was me and uh, Denomaly got together with Suley in a Discord server. He sc- he screen shared the scrims and recorded our voices casting over it. So it was really different and interesting to kind of have a. Different level of um or different kind of casting experience where instead of it you know being directly live it's pre-recorded. We did we didn't take we didn't do any more than one take per all the games and um, by all means so it's not like we we kind so of. So you guys, uh, you guys just knocked it out of the park.
0: Back. You guys knocked it out we, of the park right at the first shot.
1: We exactly, uh, but it was definitely an amazingly different experience. Plus, to be in any way connected with uh, somebody like Sule and Ace Gaming and how how much of a reputation they hold within Vainglory, it was, uh, yeah, it was truly an honor um, to get to have that experience and to kind of put it on my casting resume, uh, one could say.
0: So what is your takeaway from that tour? Because, um, yeah, go on.
1: Yeah, so the takeaway from the tour uh, is that it should be done by more teams. Um, I am aware and I know that some teams they that Ace had scrimmed with loads of North American teams, but only those select few, maybe a couple of other, but I know those select few were okay with the games being recorded. A lot of teams didn't want the games to be recorded. I understand why, of course, but to me it's similar to a football team doing a preseason in a different country, and those games, not all the games, a good few of the games being shown on TV. It's essentially raising the profile of that team, it's raising the profile of the game, and it's, it's it's essentially promoting the game within that country and within an international level. More teams should be doing this, and I hope that Ace do it again, I hope that a European team does it, and that in the future it will be it will help add to the. It will help add to the, you know the, um, the growth and the positivity of, Venglor uh, Esports because we need as much, uh, content as possible on a competitive level. Uh, you know what has happened, this year is outside of kind of the team's control. But uh-huh. what Ace did, is exactly what should be done in the future. It doesn't matter how big or small. The sports scene is um but yeah that was that's something that should definitely be done by more teams
0: so for those of you guys uh listening who aren't aware of the reference that he made about uh quote-unquote what had happened this year being out of the team's control obviously uh scmc has decided to take a bit of a step back not a not two steps back but they may have taken like a, a step and a half back in kind of downsizing their esports presence, while they, I guess, they're waiting for um, ESP to take over the reins and things like that. And it just got really hairy. We've touched about we we've actually spoke about this in great length in previous episodes yeah. about you know, for instance, you know, the the talent that was involved, uh, the shakeup that's been going on in SEMC, as well as our speculation on where the esports was headed. So, um. You're saying that like this is this this is something that's actually you believe that this is definitely a good thing that you know it's a Korean team. Uh, I mean, regardless of region, but a team decided to step up and say, "Hey, listen, we're going on tour." I kind of appreciated the promotion, how they, they released the flyers. They had their own special graphics for the uh, for the stream. Uh, it seemed really well put together, especially as the way you're describing how they had you guys involved. Uh, that's a very difficult method of pulling off. You guys casting uh, a game like that, you know, via screen share and recording. You know, that's a very, the way that he you you described. It, it's a very difficult technique to pull off. Uh, it's a way that I used to do back in the day, early on in my streaming days when I used to shoutcast yeah. my own tournaments. Like screen, sh- it's a very difficult thing. And the fact that you guys pulled it off so well, I definitely could agree with you that. This is maybe something that we should be considering. Uh, we should be considering for maybe more teams. Um, one thing I wanted to ask you, I'm sorry, um, is where do you see Ace? Does, do you think Ace represents the you know that the Korea region well? Uh, do you think they performed well? Do you think there's areas of improvement? Did you were you surprised at the performance of Ace and some of the teams that they went against?
1: Oh, yeah, definitely Ace impressed me uh, as a team and how aggressive they were with their rotations going into these games, going into games that we saw at least. Um, I know they're testing a lot of things and they're trying out a lot of things, but what really stands out for me is that the attitude of Sule in his mentality and, and his personality and what he brings to it to the ace team, which is you know a loss is a loss. You take it, you carry on, and and you you kind of you know you put it in the back of the head, and you go into the next game. And that it it's there's obviously a certain level of pressure there, but it's it's a it's a very healthy pressure in my opinion, from what I'm seeing, mm-hmm. and um it, it's it's it it transfers then to performances that are going to be more captivating it's going to be uh you know better performances overall plus the players are going to have more respect and more fun for the game and their opponents but you know within those games ace pulled out some amazing moves there was definitely a little bit of a disappointment when it came to some of the late games but then again like i mentioned to denomne like i said the sulay and Sule said the same thing and we all kind of agreed the regions now uh-huh. in 5v5 from a competitive level are the closest they've ever been in Vainglory history, um, in my honest opinion. So, because partly because there's been less competitive gameplay so far this year, so that each region hasn't necessarily created its own meta.
0: Yeah, as, as the other uh, same... way. As the saying goes, it's easier to catch up than it is to stay at the top.
1: Exactly. Um, so, but either way, when it comes down to the skill level, the synergy level, uh, the team wide um, ability, each region is as strong as each other, one hundred and ten percent. Because unlike three v three, which is, you know was very much uh, heavily about one team having one, maybe two players. With all due respect, that were super amazing and that could carry the game 5v5 is is about of course having the strong individual players but having the team wide synergy ability communication to make the rotations get the objectives move on rotate when they need to rotate and then snowball the game in their own way so that is that is much easier for the top teams in each region to do than in 3v3 when it was just a super amazing players and that were less in some regions and and uh, you know better in other regions.
0: I kind of agree with you in regards to what I've been seeing in the competitive scene. For instance, yeah. uh, we saw North American Rejects aka the new team Ferox beat Tribe uh in the NACL. We yeah. saw Hammers uh we saw Hammers last night in the NACL. They got 3 0 by Nova and Nova hadn't been playing the game as much as uh as as people thought, you know, we're seeing a lot of these team these these different teams, kind of come up and take the spotlight. Where you know now, you know, people are expecting tribe teams like tribe and 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 hammers to be at the top of the north. You know, for instance, like the North American circuit. But um, you know, things seem to definitely be changing. So, um, we won't stay too much longer on VG. I guess my last question what are your future plans in vg are you going to be participating in any other events do you have any other uh things coming up in the near future with vg uh
1: right now directly nothing is in my plans uh that are directly coming up i know that there is some and i can't talk about it too much unfortunately but there is something very interesting and special currently being organized um, by the Mobile Gaming League in Europe. Uh, that was the, previously the VGL. Um, they are putting something very different and special together from a Vainglory tournament point of view. And I look to be um, part of that as uh. much as possible. Um, So do kind of keep an eye for some news, hopefully coming up sooner rather than later. But personally myself, I have nothing coming up uh, directly. And the reason why, you know, that's a good thing for me is because it's giving me a chance to, uh, you know, get back in with the community a bit more, play with friends a bit more, be on other people's streams a bit more, relax and and just kind of enjoy the game rather than treating it, like a job, even though I love it as a job within casting point of view, but it gives me a chance to just reconnect from a community level a little bit more, but no, nothing coming up uh, directly for the moment.
0: So, okay. I would love to have you on, uh, you know, when you can to talk about more, you know, the mobile gaming league, uh, and VG, but you were also saying that, you know, taking a little bit of time off to, to kind of enjoy, being a player and a part of the community, you've also had a chance to start participating in other events for other games. For instance, the hit game, uh, PUBG Mobile, which has literally become one of the top played games on Android and iOS. Can you tell me a little bit about uh, how you got introduced to PUBG Mobile and, and where it's taken you?
1: Well, of course, I, I got into PUBG Mobile or, you know, as soon as it was announced that it was going to be released. Uh, There was Rules of Survival, obviously. And then afterwards, PUBG Mobile was announced. So I got into the game a little bit to begin with. uh, But it's only recently in the past about three weeks, three weeks to a month, uh, I got connected and involved with a clan called EMG. They're um, EU and North American based. um, And they have a competitive team that's competing in a in a tournament that I'm actually casting, but I got involved with them, uh, You know, found a community there to be really decent, um, enjoying the game, having the right kind of attitudes towards PUBG Mobile, so I started playing the game more. When I started playing the game more, and by no means I'm not good at the game, to be honest. I'm really not that good. That's uh, okay. I, I, compared to Vainglory, I, I struggle like, as a me. Playing decently in PUBG requires
0: yeah, it ta- five it ta- times yeah, the like focus. lower tiers yeah. take not that much skill, but once you hit the higher tiers, you realize people really take this game very seriously.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Um, so you know, so from there, I was aware that they were going to be participating in this league called Prestige Sports League, mm-hmm. um, a North American league that has a sponsored by uh, Amla Arcade and has a six hundred dollar prize pool and has teams like Gangstars, PUBG mobile competitive team hammers nova um vision gaming loads of uh loads of fantastic uh PUBG mobile teams and players that have been playing the game since it was first released so i went into a server and i i contacted or tried to contact one of the staff members and said look i'm a shoutcaster for vainglory um wondering if you need a shoutcaster for PUBG Mobile, Um, they said, yeah, sure, so I gave them a bit of a background, I sent them uh, some videos of me casting Vainglory, I explained that, in Vainglory I do colour casting, but in PUBG Mobile, because um, I don't know as much about the game, uh, and I'll go into more about that in, in a bit um, I'll mainly be able to play by play so they said yeah absolutely fantastic liked what they heard and got involved with those guys and the way you know and actually going back to the screen sharing thing the way they run the PUBG mobile casting is because the game isn't exactly stream friendly from a from a tournament point of view to casters and streamers the way it works is the the guy streaming screen shares his obs screen okay and we as well as being spectated in the game but we um we are in the game we are looking at what he sees and we're able to cast what is on his screen or what's on the live feed um it has been and that's been amazing by the way that the CG sport League guys are so dedicated to making it work and have put in so much work. It's not even funny. Like, they, it's amazing what they're doing uh, as an, on a community level so, with PUBG Mobile, and, yeah, it's amazing to be a part of that. But, yeah, go on.
0: No, I wanted to ask you. So there's no, like, let's say you and I are going to cast the game. There's no way for both of us to be in the Spectator. It could only be one person. Yes.
1: No, no, no. There there is um up to I believe like 10 spectator slots. Oh, okay. Um but the but the thing, but the way it works is is because you because the game is so big and the map is so big and there's so many teams unlike Vainglory where there's only 10 players so there's only limited amount of action. Uh-huh. There can be
0: five There could be action everywhere. Where
1: there could be Exactly. So you don't know what the camera is panned onto. Um so you could hypothetically be looking at something on your screen casting that, but then on on the live stream feed, it's on some it's on a different area. So that's why it's screen shared. So we get an idea of where the camera is and we're able to cast um, you know based on what's in front of us. That's been, and by the way, casting Puji Mobile is has been so challenging. It's taken me outside of my comfort zone so much uh, as a shoutcaster because when I cast Vainglory, as much as I'm always learning and as much as there's always little challenges, it's there's a certain level of autopilot about it because I know the game quite well. I know how to play it. I play it often. I, I'm so, I'm not amazing, but I'm somewhat decent at the game. It's, it's obviously easier from that point of view but with PUBG mobile um first of all from play-by-play point of view it's there's a certain language to it there's a certain you know um lingo in terms of you know power words that you can say yeah that needs to you know that can help highlight a team fight learning those has been challenging plus how you know the stream runs has made it a bit more challenging plus with me not knowing that much about the game from a technical aspect
0: uh-huh.
1: you know I'm learning to'm I'm, I'm learning more and more about it um but that's really pushed me to my casting limits. it's it's kind of it's made me go, oh crap, I need to learn so much more about shout casting but it's also been incredibly fun.
0: Well, I think that's a pretty interesting experience that you describe actually the the way you described the challenges of casting a PUBG game. For instance, you know, a lot of people, you know, let's say for MOBAs, using, MOBAs are in a fixed map. It's a very isolated yes. map. You can scroll here, which way, and you're only worrying about 10 players. So the amount of exactly. statistically predictable things that you can come up with and, and think of and respond to is much smaller than, whereas PUBG, it's 100 people or 50 uh-huh. to 100 people in a map. And at any time, you have to, you know... I could see now why you guys would choose to screen share because I definitely, with the amount of action going on, you know, obviously, especially with the this being your first soirée into um into casting a battle PUBG royale Mobile, game, yeah. um, it, it could be definitely a little, it could be confusing, and I'm glad that you guys have started to lay the groundwork. Uh, you know, you guys are considered, I guess, would be some of the pioneers now in PUBG Mobile tournament cast in in in. PUBG Mobile Esports, you know, and that you guys are doing everything that you can to bring a rewarding experience uh, to the viewer. And uh, who sponsors Who sponsors the uh, tournament right now? I saw, is it Omelette Omelet or Shoe? Yeah, Omelette
1: Arcade. Om, Omelette Arcade are sponsoring the, the tournament for this season. And they put in a $600, $600 prize pool. Um, you know, one of the top streamers for Omelette Arcade is streaming it. And, um, you know, it's been streamed on Twitch as well as Omla. But, um, you know, Omla are, are the sponsors. Like, you know, you mentioned about kind of being pioneers in sport. I, I don't know if we're pioneers within um, the PUBG Mobile kind of streaming scene or, or the league esports scene. But I do know that uh, the streams have gotten up to over 360 viewers, and um, concurrent viewers during one of the streams. And Uh for a non-professional league that has had really little to no promotion outside of the people that are playing it and the teams involved, to me, that's pretty damn decent. Um, And there's so much room for growth, but to have that kind of, to lay that groundwork and to have that kind of little bit of success Uh and to be part of that dude it's amazing it's so amazing um i'm sure anybody that's listening that that was in or that has been involved with vaingory right from the start back in 2014 2015 they'll know that feeling
0: i would uh i would definitely encourage i would definitely encourage more people to get into the about i mean it's 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 pubg I, i know a lot of people play fortnite mobile I mean, let me ask you: What are your thoughts on 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 both games? Uh, how do you feel about PUBG? How do you feel about Fortnite? What are the pros and cons of uh, of either?
1: Well, the the, the pros of uh, the pros of Fortnite is they're quite obvious. It's easy to, um, it's easy to uh, basically get into from a basic point of view. It's easy to kind of um digest because the map is colorful. It's bright. It's I wouldn't say it's relatable but it, it's it's childish in a good way from that point of view mm-hmm. um the cons being is that it's very challenging to master because you've got the building aspect you've got the um you know you've got so many things you need to be able to do with your reactions uh you know with your you know with your with your hands so to speak you know navigating around being able to build and switch to guns in a matter of like milliseconds that is I wouldn't say it's a con, but it's a challenging aspect that can take, you know, that can kind of take people away from wanting to play it a little bit. Uh, when you look at the likes of PUBG and PUBG Mobile, the pros being that it's you know it's quite serious, it's it's very deep, there's a lot to you know learn from the game. Um so you can play it and you can learn more and more. The con being is that it's very easy to get into to begin with, so you get a false sense of security because there's so many bots at the beginning of, at least with PUBG Mobile, there's so many bots at the beginning of the game that you think you're doing amazing and most people will be aware that they're bots so they'll be like, yeah, look, they're bots so whatever, they don't mean anything, but it can lead some people to think, oh yeah, I'm really decent at this game, but then when they start coming across real players, they get you know, they get their ass kicked multiple times and they go, okay, yeah, this game is, you know, I can't deal with this and then they uninstall it. So, you know, but either way, both games are amazing and they have their own fantastic communities and and areas where where they're growing, you know, so much that anything that is positive for the growth of esports, mobile and non-mobile, is good for me. Simple as that.
0: Well, thank you so much, man. I feel like I, I really learned a lot about the uh, the ins and outs and, and, and the challenges of, of kind of venturing or expanding into the Battle Royale genre. It's much yeah. more different than, you know, for so many other games. CSGO, League, Dota. It's so different because of the nature of the beast. And, you know, it's it's pretty awesome to see that you've kind of, bran- you know, not, you're branching out into other uh it's it's cool to see that you're branching out into other titles and and expanding your portfolio it only makes you much more marketable and you know to that i congratulate you thanks man and it's funny you should kind of mention
1: about growing portfolio and stuff like that because recently uh, i did have the opportunity given to me unfortunately i couldn't take it because i couldn't get the time off work but i got the opportunity given to me to cast uh, at a live event that's coming up in the uk i was approached uh you know to uh, Razor putting has has a booth at, a, at an event um called insomnia over in the uk and they're putting on some Armageddon showcase matches and i was asked if i wanted to cast it and be part of it i'd get paid for the you know not a huge amount but i get paid with you know flights and accommodation paid for um and that made me realize for a small second that crap uh is there a chance that i can make this a full-time thing so is, to speak is the dream uh, because, real <laughs> yeah you know because when you're casting one game and you're just doing so to speak community tournaments and you're not really getting paid and and yeah, you're making a small name for yourself, but it's within that one game. It's in that one kind of sphere, within that one bubble. You don't really think about kind of anything else. And with that, I kind of thought, crap, you know, I'm I'm kind of, I'm not doing bad stuff here. So that was amazing to even be offered and to even be considered from that point of view. And also kind of going within that, but kind of outside, I do want to, give an amazing shout-out to every single person. And I mean this without sounding too cliché, but I mean this from the bottom of my Irish heart. Uh I want to thank every single person that has ever supported me when it comes to casting, right from day one. Every single person that has given me any kind of feedback, positive or negative, but especially the people that have reacted positively to my casting because all i've ever tried to do is be happy with my casting based on how people react to me if people are happy with the job that i do and they you know they kind of go good job and and they're they go on this guy is decent that's all i can do because i can think i'm a good caster and i do think i'm a good caster but I don't know it unless realistically other people give me the feedback and give me, so to speak, the support. And it's blown me away on so many levels, the amount of people that have been supportive, encouraging. And I can't put into words how much that means, man, to be honest. like I'm even getting a little bit stupidly emotional thinking about it, but... It, you know if i i could write a book on the amount of people that have been positive and give me amazing words to carry on my casting and that's that's the best anybody can ask for so i just want to give a shout out to to um those people but yeah uh yeah casting casting is something that i'm starting to see as as a maybe uh something i could take slightly full time
0: but yeah so can uh for those of you guys who don't know, can uh can you give us or for those of us who don't know, can you describe Armaget? I've actually this is the first time I've heard of the name Armaget. Uh, can you give us a description of what the game is? So Armaget
1: is essentially a 2v2 to 4v4 um battle, you know, kind of 2D battle Royale game uh, where you like I said it's either 2v2 or 4v4 it's currently in uh, pre-beta or in closed beta I believe Um, it's been there for a while but I do know from talking to the developers directly who are very hands-on with the game and anything like tournaments that are run that they are constantly developing the game and trying to make it as good as possible so that when it's released officially that it's something that they can really hold their head up high and and be proud of but the game itself uh so the way it works at the moment is that you enter into a game Mm -hmm. you get a choice of three different loadouts that include a primary weapon a secondary weapon and an ultimate perk you get three choices and you, you can pick one of the three. When you get into a game, it's uh, the, each game is either four minutes long or it's the first team to 40 kills. When you die, you respawn. And when you do respawn, you can change your loadout to a different uh, gun or a different secondary, main weapon, secondary weapon, and ultimate perk. Um, the game is... A lot more in depth than you initially think. It has a very '80s arcade feel to it, which is gonna, which is great from a nostalgic point of view to the older gamers out there. But it's also refreshing to the newer gamers. Um, but it's a lot more in depth than you think because each gun has a different uh, specification in terms of how far it can travel, the weight of it because the way your character works is you have a jetpack uh-huh. and you can use the jetpack for a certain amount of time or until the fuel runs out and then you go back down from the air. Uh, you don't hurt yourself when you fall, but you just travel down naturally through gravity or the in-game gravity and then the jetpack recharges and you can use it again. Um so would you Switch, say it's kind of like
0: would you yeah. say it's kind of like a Super Smash Brothers meets like old school like contra like contra shooter?
1: Yeah, contra, contra, Mega Man kind of, that kind of thing. It's kind of futuristic while still being, yeah, so while still being kind of Super Smash Bros. esque. Uh, but like I said, it's very in depth. It's it's has a lot more to it than possible than than you th- initially think, um, and it's also quite competitive, surprisingly, uh, because there is so much.
0: Oh, hold on! Might have lost auto you there. aim. There you go. But
1: you have to, you have to be aware of, um, you know where you're where you're going, where you're firing, and how far the gun travels. But it's a fantastic game, it really is.
0: And the fact that you were even offered a spot with, uh, you know, in the Razor tournament, I grant that you didn't get a chance to take it, but the uh, the option was there. I think it's uh, I think it speaks to your resume and it speaks to your accomplishment in what would be a somewhat young casting career. You know, that you are, like you said before, that people have kind of, people have kind of stuck with you and people have supported you in your casting career. And it seems to be paying off. And I'm actually very glad to uh, to have had you here today, man. I actually want to, I think we are going to do a part two of this because I actually really did enjoy. I do have to, we are going to get ready to wrap up the interview because I actually get ready to we're, they're pinging me right now to hop on for the uh, NACL. And there's so much more that I wanted to ask you because I, I, I want to get more in-depth into some of the the pros and cons of being in this business. And I, I definitely think this is something that we're, we're going to pick up on, man. And I really, again, I want to thank you so much for taking the time to come on this episode, you know this bonus episode. Uh, for those of you guys who are listening on Anchor, you could, you're going to be able to get this podcast on, the central place to get the podcast is on Anchor. And, uh, the podcast will be uploaded to Apple iTunes, where literally everywhere that you get your podcasts will be there and you'll get a chance to hear this and all the other podcast episodes that we've uploaded. And, you know, again, for the 10th time, man, I want to thank you so much. You know, it's been, it's, it's actually been a real treat, like from, you know, sincerely, it's been a real treat to have you here and, you know, speak with somebody that's literally making this journey for the first time in their professional you know in their transitioning from a casual fan and and slowly maturing into a professional talent for the gaming (laughs) industry
1: thank you man and that means a lot it's an honor and a pleasure to be on your podcast and thank you for giving me and a platform to speak my voice and and thank you to anybody that you know listens to it and and finds what I say even a slightly bit interesting but and i'd love to do a part two i really look forward to it oh and, yeah, yeah yeah this is
0: definitely uh, going to be a part. there's definitely going to be a part two we're going to continue this conversation and uh awesome you know falls well you know you know we'll we'll have you back you know the more there is to talk about the more thank you're going to you, be man. back man so again thank you so much for those of you guys uh you want to plug anything before we head out your twitter or your social media and all that stuff <laughs>
1: Yeah, you can just follow me on, on Twitter at EVT underscore Imperium. Um, you can also add me on Discord if you wish at Imperium uh, uh, hashtag 1972. And my DMs are open, so to speak, if you ever have any questions and, and want to help because, you know, real real quickly, I'm always open to having a discussion with anybody that does want to get into casting and sharing my experience to them via DMs. But other than that, just, uh, you know, look out for me on on the rise or or the fold so to speak and any kind of potential tournaments in the future
0: all right thank you guys so i'm going to post all his links on the podcast episode and this is our second bonus interview i think it went pretty good man hope you guys have a lovely evening and we'll be seeing you on the next one